Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Wood sitting next to this week, surprisingly, or a surprise next to Keith. <laughs> We're rolling with the dog father. This is so what you're saying. Surprise! You sitting next to me. I missed one fucking no. week, and this is how you come at me. No, it was it was surprise. I'm sitting next to you because I don't think we talked about a mascot. Oh, okay. Last I week. got a little sensitive right yeah, there. Yeah, I, yeah, I figured. Yeah. I could see. I, I, that's why I didn't look at you through the whole intro. I, I, I just did, looked down because I, I was scared. I did go to a new edition concert, and I had Ralph <laughs> yeah. talking to me about sensitivity. Yeah, your hands are soft. So, yeah. uh, all right, so you're right. So, yeah. <laughs> so you're right. It is surprise. I, yeah. I forgot to mention the mask off. Yeah, because and, and here we are. Yeah, I noticed the emails come in. I thought, oh, right. yep, that's I'm on all, us. I'm only apologizing to Jamathan and Mac. They get read every week, and yep. you know, they yeah. wasted that um, headspace. <laughs> There's a lot of that in. What we got a mask off? Tell the people what a mask off is. Uh, yeah, we do have a mask off, guys. And uh, for those of you that are uh, new here, and we typically get those on our mask off, what a mask off is is when we bring uh, somebody in, uh, they do something better than we do it. Um, they are far more skilled at uh, what it is they do. Every time. Yeah. Every time. We, We've we, never had anybody on here where we're like, oh, I could do that better. Yeah. Like two Wolf Forge. You know what I mean? We yeah. look at it and uh-huh. we could do that better. No, yeah, no. We never can do it better. No, we cannot. And uh, so we bring them in, we sit them down, and we get to know a little bit more about them. And we peel that mask off and um, we chat with them. And um, so to our mask off guest, uh, what is your name? Uh, who are you? And what is it that you do? My first name, Chase. Last name, Schaefer. What is it that I do? I do a lot. But (laughs) But why are you here? Why am I here? Uh, Let's peel that layer off. Okay. Um, We breed uh, Connie Corsos, the Italian Mastiff. Okay. Yeah. So, so So you watch canines fuck is what you do. You know what? More so, we've even collected on our own, which <laughs> oh, is... Uh, oh, that's, you, that's, oh, shit. You want an experience, let me tell you. I it, didn't know you had to do that. So well, we don't have to do it, but it's... <laughs> I mean, why not? We, we get to. I I personally am more of the voyeur in the whole thing. I don't... I hold the dog. I don't... I don't grasp anything of genitalia, but... Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> Story you tell us, but I that's not something I had in my notes, so I can't wait to talk about that. You, you, I'm, I'm gonna fire, that. fire away, no pun intended. <laughs> right, when we have a mask off on, we like to warm them up with sure, some yeah. innocuous random questions, so sure. we're going to throw some at you. Throw it at me. What's your favorite appliance? The refrigerator. Why? Mm. It holds the food. It holds the food. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the belly. I look at it as the belly, okay. right? It's just there. It's not too attractive, but it looks good. Okay. Right? Last time you wrote a check? Last time I wrote a check? Probably like two years ago. Mm, okay. No, I'm going to say four years ago when, when we got into this home. Okay. I was writing checks to all the people fixing this place up. Okay. Mm. Do, do you take checks as a business owner? 
Oh, yeah. We take checks. Okay. We still do. All right. Best concert you ever been to? Uh, the Cure. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah that would be a good one. Uh, let's see. My wife and I went to The Cure. It was probably five years ago at the Maverick Center. Favorite Cure album? Oh, I don't know if I have a favorite Cure album per se. Um, I can't. I can't give you a favorite of. I, I the Cure to me is like fantastic. Okay, so I was a big around. AFI fan growing mm-hmm, up, mm-hmm. and like it, they all kind of went you know hand in hand, right? That like it was weird because I wasn't like that. I wasn't like an emo kid or anything, or like I didn't wear like all black and like look sad all the time. But I really liked the music. <laughs> so she, she, you missed that because I only asked you your favorite Cure album, so I could tell you my favorite Cure album, oh, yeah. which is Disintegration. Mm-hmm. Because on that you have you have pictures of you, you have Fascination Street, you have Disintegration. Yeah, I was gonna say, what was your favorite song? I go pictures of you, pictures of you. Yeah, the long version, the long intro, the three minute intro. And they wrote, they they created the long intro. It is beautiful, man. They created it because everyone thinks like Guns N' Roses Uh was like the band. They created that long. No, it was the Cure. No, I think who created the long intro is Papa was a Rolling Stone. The Temptations. That intro is pretty long too. Yeah, that's true. It's not like seven minutes. What? (laughs) No, it's not seven minutes, but it's damn long. I mean, you really have to like. Really enjoy the cure to enjoy that intro, but just like heaven, mm-hmm. good one, good gets, one. Me, gets me every time. We can't make eye contact if I talk about okay. it. Okay, all right, well, we'll get to talk about <laughs> it, it, but I, I know yeah, the feeling, I, I just yeah. experienced that. Do you know how to debone a fish? Yes, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Wow, and uh, last, last question, only question for me is which era do you wish you were born in? I mean, I was born in the 80s, and the 80s rocked. I love them. You look back and you're like, man, times were so simple, right. But I actually wish I was born in like the old west. The old west would have worked well for me. So like I'd have done well. Late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, probably like eighteen eighty three. Talking mm-hmm. about it then, because uh-huh. I would, I'd have talked to the people like on that kind of show, that uh-huh. kind of thing, and then like why, <laughs> why go to Montana or Oregon? We're here in Texas. Let's just stay. Uh-huh. We're good. Especially if yeah. you had some of these monsters with you. You got oh, out yeah. here, man. Yeah, that's yeah. badass. Yeah. Would have been all over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And our, our mask-off guest always introduces us snagglers. What are we drinking today? Hammer Spring Bourbon. Is, mm-hmm. it, is it good? Oh, it's fantastic. It's delicious. Yeah. It's very, very smooth. smooth. Uh-huh. Very smooth. All right. Yeah, yeah. it's one of my favorites. Uh, easy, easy. And um, guys, as always, our snaggles is brought to you by... Uh, I'm going to switch over a screen real quick here. Uh, first and foremost, Tiger Claw Tattoo. They're over there in Mill Creek, 801-410-4245. If you have something that you would like um, permanently placed on your body... Make sure you reach out to Tiger Claw Tattoo. Um, they do some of the best work, the best work, actually, in the state of Utah, in my opinion. And um, they're willing to share that uh, talent with you. So yeah. check out Tiger Claw Tattoo, guys, over in Mill Creek. Um, also, we do have MVPJerseyFraming.com. Um, any update on your... Uh, my newspapers? Newspapers, yeah. No. Um, oh, okay. Last time I talked to him was right before I went to the concert, and he said, by the way, I have your newspapers. I was like, yeah, I know I gave them to you. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't lose them. Don't get a web. So I have uh, when Red Sox won in 04, mm-hmm. I have that newspaper. And then I have uh, also when uh, Barry won the presidency, I have that newspaper. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to get him. I didn't want to get him framed. He told me he'd frame him, and I still don't have him. So no, yeah. but my doghouse oh. is done. Okay. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. true. So uh, MVP Jersey Framing, guys, if you have anything that uh, you want framed up, go check him out. And last up, we have Kick Rocks. They are Instagram.com backslash Kick Rocks Clothing. Um, he's always coming out with some. Uh, new styles, new artwork. Uh, check out 
kick rocks over there from for some uh, beautiful. It's supposed to be doing me a, a hoodie. I got a custom hoodie oh. coming if he's got time to make it because oh. he's busy. Yeah, yeah, you know he does all this stuff. Everything you put on, he touched. Yeah, and it's his it's design. A, yep. And they're one yep. of a kind designs. Most of them too, yeah, like my yeah. bleach shirt. Yes. And so he's got this hoodie coming up for me. I, I'll put it that on our Instagram when we oh, get nice. it. Oh, I'm, nice. Uh, I'm excited to see that. It does great work, guys. So uh, go check him out. And uh, that is. All that we have. We do have um, Chase's, uh, so it's at Utah King Corso, and that is on Instagram, correct? Correct. I'm going to yeah. correct you, though, on how oh. you pronounce it. I know. I was just going to say, because I say King Corso, but you were saying it. Kane. Kane. Kane Asada. Yeah, Kane Corso. No, there's no R in there's this There's no Kane. R, though. Kane. You said, well, that's close. It's Carney. Not Carney. Oh, oh my Kane. Kane. Yeah. <laughs> what is like, that? if I was friends with Kane, Kane. Kanye West, oh, okay. I could say, like, hey, Kane. And he'd be like, yeah, that's what he calls me, right? Okay. So, uh, yeah. so it's so Utah Kane. Kane Corso. Kane Corso. Okay. Yeah. But yes, it is, it is, you know, spelled Kane. Kane Corso. Yeah. So okay. a lot of people will Kane be Corso. like, come up and go like, hey, I want a Kane. And I'll be like, oh, bro. Not for you. So yeah. those are the ones yeah. that... Uh, You've done your homework. You fucked the first test, right? <laughs> <laughs> you fucked That's it. me. <laughs> Kane <Sorry>. Corso. <laughs> those are the uh, in it, uneducated ones. Got it. Okay. Yes. What, what does Kane Corso... Excuse me. What does Kane Corso mean? So... All it actually can, translates to is like guard dog, basically dog, and then guard. So guard dog. So carne oh. means dog in carne. Italian. Carne means meat. I'm gonna fuck it up it's all right. day, man. Just, yeah. it, it, rough translation, <laughs> just guard dog. Guard dog. Yeah. And they ain't fucking around with that description either. No, not at all. No. Tell me about the history of the breed. It's a mastiff, right? It is a mastiff. So it's the Italian mastiff, and a lot of people will be like, "Well, wait, what about the Neapolitan mastiff?" Well, the Neapolitan and the Cane Corso. Newsflash were the same dog way back when, when it started, right? Um, there's a lot of different names in Italy that they were known by. Um, Cane Depressa, um, Cane Corso. Um, there's, it was a re, it was a dog that was on farms. It was a utility dog, right? So a lot, oftentimes when you have utility dogs, those people don't care what you call it. As long as it works, that's what they cared about, right? That's what it's there to do. So years and years and years ago, Southern Italy, you've got farmers, you've got hunters, you've got even dog fighters using this breed. They varied in color. Um, their colors were specific to a lot of tasks that were, they were doing. So if you had a dog that you wanted to be around the homestead or the farm and it was chained out around your property, you used the black one. Why did you use the black one? It's hard to see at night. Okay. Right. So it could surprise people. Okay. Um, did, did the white one stay in the house? Is that? What? <laughs> they, did, no, yeah, no, it was no. reversed. Okay. It, was, it was reversed. But they're like, what? We don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't come in white, do they? No, they don't. The closest, the closest color to a white would be a straw. Um, or you see like, you saw some of ours. They're red. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's lighter, there's darker versions and there's lighter versions. Um, those dogs with the lighter color coats. Those are your hunters that would go out in the, the wheat fields and clear uh, boars and hogs and things like that that didn't need to be there um, because they felt they, they were masked by their color, right? They were camouflaged. Um, the colors back in the olden times were a little different than they are nowadays, right? Nowadays, you've been colors are more restricted by standard. Okay. If you're into showing your dog and keeping up with the American Kennel Club standard of what the Corso is. Okay. Um, but you have a lot of working kennels um, like ours. We don't necessarily care um, about that the standard of color in the sense of like we breed for color. Never bred for color, never will. Okay. Um, they mean something um, in history. 
but now it's more of just like window dressing, right? So if you right. get like, you saw our big guy zero, people look at him like, oh, I want a blue, right? Or gray, you can call mm-hmm. it either one. We didn't breed for it, it came out. Like, so. So you guys separate from the Neapolitan Mastiff, which, which I gotta say reminds me of ice cream, Neapolitan ice cream. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to say to Carne, Corso. Carne. God damn it. Sorry. It's probably the baddest <laughs> name out of all the dogs. Like, Doberman, Rottweiler. We can, we'll, we'll those those don't roll off the tongue. Corso. Corso. We'll, we'll just say Corso. Those don't roll off the tongue. Um, uh, Dogo Argentino, that's, that's a bit cumbersome for the mouth. German Shepherd, all right, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's, it's just such a pretty name because, you know, the Italian has, you know, that's the love language, right? Correct, yeah. Right? So it's just, it's a pretty name for a dog. So, mm-hmm. But I'm going to shorten it down to Corso. Corso. So they peeled off from the, from the ice cream dog. <laughs> it's more so that more so the ice cream dog peeled off from the corso. Ice cream. So the corso, some sort of That's the main formation stay, of that dog, some sort of variation is the mainstay. So the corso is closest to its ancestor, and in the Neapolitan, the ice cream guy is something totally different. Correct. The modern day neo mm. is a fast uh, lob. Yeah, it okay. really is. It, it, it's just it's like if you looked at a bodybuilder mm-hmm. and you were like an athlete, right? You're like that guy's not functional, right? That guy can't run. A 40 yard dash because he's just this giant sloppy muscle bound nothing right mm-hmm. the neo your word's not mine because i know some big guys that can move so yeah all i have to run is 41 yards right so we're good we're solid they but yeah they they, they went off and um, and it happens it happens in, in pretty much every breed where they break they break off and they create something that they think is going to be better which i'm sure they had that theory mm-hmm. when they I, mm-hmm. I would hope but it's turned in now to pretty much just a companion okay. uh, you know a neo is just it's unfunctional mm-hmm. um you'll have some people that still own what they call a traditional neo which it's a corso right it looks just gotcha. like a corso in a lot of ways um there's different variances on tail docking and things like that, well, but it's the same. Dog. I, I said that out there. I think it was zero I was looking yeah. at. And I said, he kind of yeah. looks like a, a Neo in the face. And yeah. you're like, well, Neos come from these. I I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. And and most people don't. But it's there. If you if I stood one of my dogs next to a modern day Neo, you, I mean, they're distinctively different. Like in, in every shape of, you know, just the way they're built, the function, their attitudes, like completely different. I'm going to say this about Zero. Like, I, I think I've seen big dogs in my life. Like, you see big people. Neo looking at him was like that picture of Yao Ming and Shaq next to each other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, excuse me, Zero, Zero. Yeah, Zero. Zero You've got is a, Yao Ming. you got a Shetland pony out there, and I'm still not convinced that's just not another this corso dog, in disguise. He was Correct. gigantic. He's his, his paws probably would have filled up my palm. Yeah, Zero is, he, zero is an anomaly. He's, he, so most males are going to be like... <laughs> Right, big males. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you saw one of our other stud dogs, Fonzie, and Fonzie's a big dog. He's you know 135, 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. And if you would have just saw him, you probably thought, "Well, that's just a big dog." Zero comes out. It is. It's like meeting Shaq, right, for yeah. the first time, and you're like, "Holy crap!" Your finger goes up to my elbow. Uh-huh. Like that's. <laughs> and as soon as that finger goes to the elbow, I know what you're thinking. Ooh, yeah. Yes. Like, he, wow, he poops big. The, he does poop big. That's, that's quite the round. Um, oh yeah. I didn't but know yeah, that he, he's, he's an anomaly. He, there's very few that get to that size. We don't breed for that. We don't breed for such a big dog because, you know, a majority of giant dogs, right? Do you think they're just not functional? They can't I was just going to ask you that. The functionality of that particular dog at that size, is, is it comparable <laughs> to one that's, quote unquote, normal size for, for a Corso? So Zero, like I said, he's an anomaly. Zero is functionally sound. He is structurally sound. He is just... 
he's a silverback gorilla that is he's a legend he is a legend in in our eyes and, and anybody that meets him it feels the same way they look at him like oh my gosh i will never forget this dog right yeah that's true there's a lot that's of big true. dogs that we've met that are like their hips are bad their elbows are bad zero's not that's a testament to a good breeder right so he's, you, he's not definitely not yao ming no he's, no he's uh, a little bit more he's a little bit he's probably, like Shaq. Yeah, Shaq. He's, Shaq. he's yeah, like yeah. Shaq. He never broke down. Yeah, no, never broke down. Always dominant. Gives himself yeah. nicknames every now and then. So. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> when did you first get introduced to the breed? When did you first hear about it? Because so we we, we talked about this off air in the late seventies, early eighties. They were damn near extinct. Yeah. So the obvious, like like a lot of breeds, right over in Europe, the uh, you know the World War um, World War Two kind of wiped out a lot of things, and the Corso was very close to being wiped out. Because, obviously, if you're fighting a war, you're not really concerned with breeding dogs, right? right. Um, and it's just not a priority. But they were resurrected, right? There was a, a, a group of people. Um, there's a, um, a doctor. His name's Paulo uh, Brebner. Mm-hmm. And he was one of them. He, uh, he actually has a book. Um, well, he has a few books out, but on maintaining the original Corso. And a lot of people will give it different names, but right now, a kind of a a hot term is called a rustic, like more rustic Corso. Rustic being more like the olden times. And that's mm-hmm. not just in look, but in more so in health and attitude. Um, a, a rustic temperament is a dog that's confident and is not going to take any shit from anything, whether it's human or animal. Right. Okay. Um, and so when they were bringing this breed back to life and they actually brought them over here in the late eighties, these are dogs that most people could not handle. They were a lot of dog. I mean, they were dogs that you weren't walking into their kennel and just being like, hey, buddy, let's go. And no, it was <laughs> you, you had to get to know these dogs. They had to trust you. Mm-hmm. And you had to trust them. It was a lot of dog. Okay. Um, and any any old school breeder um, that got into them back there in the late 80s will tell you, like, those original dogs were very hard to handle. They were not dogs that were, you, you couldn't breed those and then just, you know, start selling puppies. Okay. You really had to get to know what you were breeding and what you were putting out there. And, and do you know where they came? Did they land in New York? Did they land in Boston? Did they land in Chicago? Was it California? So where, the, where did the first breeders start? So the Satilli, the Satilli family, they were from New York. They yeah. live in New York. I, I'm not sure where they actually set their kennel up. I know yeah, like yeah. now Mike Satilli Jr. lives in Florida. It, it, it was Bedford Stuy is probably where it was. Or, <laughs> or Bensonhurst, I yeah. should say. You know, up on the east side, yeah. you know, somewhere there. But yeah. they once they... Um, brought them over. There was other people that were mastiff enthusiasts that got to see the Corso for the first time. Um, one of the coolest guys that got into the Corsos way back then, his name was Ed Hodis. And Ed Hodis was a really cool guy because he was one of the guys that was big into boxing and then got big into MMA and was like, but before it became popular. And he was, this is in the 80s? Yeah, this was back in the 80s. So it was right? tough, man. It wasn't MMA, was it? Whatever you want to call it. It was a mixture of boxing, Muay Thai. Like, okay. He was, he was doing jiu-jitsu you know, before it became popular, and he got into Corsos before they became popular. And people can you, you can YouTube Ed Hodis, um, and he still has YouTube videos, okay. old, old school stuff of like original, part of the original Corsos that came over. From Italy. Yeah, from Italy, but these were dogs that were real dogs. I mean, this was like, you put that dog in your backyard, there's nothing getting in there. I mean, you're going to have to shoot that dog several times to get it to stop. <laughs> it's just, they were a lot, okay. right? And that's, and that's what, like, that's what turned my wife on first to see the, you know, when she first got into Corsos, because okay. she got into it roughly about 21, 21 years ago. Okay. Um, and so, and she's seen the gambit, right? She's seen the gambit of, like, 
the well-bred, the, the true Corso. Mm-hmm. And then now when, in a lot of ways you see these, like their name is a Corso, but they're not a Corso. Example. What am I looking at when I'm not looking at a Corso? You know, you, small, like thin boned, uh-huh. right? No density, no substance, no presence, right? No confidence. Huh. You um, sound like my Yorkies. Yeah. Just, <laughs> a, it, it doesn't, it doesn't give you that awe factor. Okay. Right? Okay. Are you the only Corso breeder in Utah? We're, in our opinion, if, and as far as people, and <laughs> yeah. this will probably irritate people, but no, I can I, tell you I, how many fucks I give about that. I love that response personally. <laughs> um, so we're the only, we're the only breeder in the state of Utah that has that health tests that has the experience that actually puts out quality. Right. And we truly care about it because we turn more people down than we do like just take people's money. Right. We don't, we don't know, like, Oh sure. You want to write us a check? Sure. Take a puppy. No, we, how many messages we get a day, um, social media or email or text message or whatever people, I'll pay you this. I don't care. I'm not, I'm not selling you a puppy because you don't fit the, you know, you don't fit the mold here. Look, he's going to eat you. Uh-huh. Like when you get older, he's not gonna, <laughs> or if so, you got somebody that shows up here with jean shorts and a FUBU shirt or, or an old throwback, right? Well, it depends what FUBU them. shirt though. Like <laughs> if it's an original FUBU shirt, then I know he's got some street cred. So no, it's like the one from Walmart that is selling. No, you're not selling <laughs> no, that guy. No, right? no, no, okay. no, we're not. We're not. What, what makes your dogs worth the price? Do, can we talk about price? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What makes your dogs worth the price? Because I, I think, what, what do you charge? You, you said you're going to so, charge me like $200 for a dog? <laughs> right? Yeah. No? no we, so, I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm taking seven. So we're actually, it, it's funny because we are, in, in my opinion, in the most reputable breeder in the state of Utah. Um, we charge 3200 for our companion puppies. Okay. And I say companion, what that means is basically... They just do not have breeding rights. You're taking the balls. Well, no, we don't take the balls for a while. We, and we'll get into that we'll, okay. as to why, when we you know, recommend neutering and spaying and all that. But um, we charge 3200 bucks, which is actually kind of mid-range for a lot of other wow. reputable breeders. Um, and it's funny, even backyard breeders will charge you that much but give you nothing. Okay, so let's talk about reputable breeders. So you're saying that's mid-range. So there's a reputable breeder, somebody you would say that does a decent job, yeah. that charges less, and there's somebody that does a decent job that charges more. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Why, why, why does this person charge less? What, what would one be going lives on in there? California. So it, the yeah, other one in regions, Mexico. Yeah. Regions play. Yeah. Uh, and there is. There's actually um, a, there's like one good, decent breeder in Mexico. He breeds pretty, pretty decent dogs. But um, it does. Regionally, it plays a role on where you live. Okay. Um, You'll see, yeah. but like we have other breeders and like that we associate with that have mentored um, my wife when she first got into the breed, um, and still to this day that they'll charge anywhere from like thirty five hundred to four thousand depending on um, you know what kind of litter they have. Okay, um, and then there's a variance in breeding rights, right? If you do sell to another breeder or you sell to someone that wants to get started, breeding rights cost more, and they cost more because it's a responsibility you're taking on. It's not just willy-nilly. We don't free willy-nilly it because most people nowadays don't want to do the work, right? They just want to get the benefit, right? They just yeah. want to get, oh, you can sell this dog for this much. I'll make this much money. No. You understand the That's over... big the, in the, uh, like the labradoodle, golden doodle world right sure. now. Yeah. Everybody's breeding some kind of a doodle yeah. and they're charging a lot of money for them. And, and what's the background on that doodle? That's right. Chase, Chase, excuse me. He drinks White Claw. So I, I, I hate that he, he, 
He g- gated down for us a little bit. I did. Yeah. Listen. He, he could use any other dog. We did reference hey. a doodle when we're talking about Corsos, we but did. that's okay. Well, we do have 45% of our audience is... Um, Doodle-ish? Doodle-ish. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I have to uh, relate somehow. So when you talk about breeding race, that's saying, I got my dog from Utah Corso, and this is so the lineage. I'm, He's connected to zero, and yeah. is that so what you're talking our actual, about? Our actual kennel name is Olympian, Olympian Cane Corso. Um, you can check out our website, okay. Um But yes, so when it talks about reputable, it's more than just lines. Because if you go on KSL right now and you were to look, right, everyone's like, I've championed Bud Lines. What does that mean? It means I don't nothing. Know. It means absolutely nothing, right? What it means is that you have a show dog. You know how easy it is to go get a, a uh, go to some like regional show and get your dog championed in an AKC show. It's not hard, right? Okay. Especially when only like two or three dogs show up. Okay. <laughs> okay. So don't be swayed by someone writing champion lines. But what I mean by reputable is they're health testing their breeding stock, meaning they're making sure to the best of their ability that what they're producing is going to be the healthiest representation of that breed. Okay. Um, most people don't put in the time nor the money to do that because it's expensive. It's expensive to do it and it's continuous. What does it entail? So you're testing hips, you're testing elbows. How do you, how do you test hips? Is this a vet doing this or you yeah. can, okay. So you're, you're going to the vet and, and you're going to a vet that's knowledgeable about the breed because you can take a Corso into some like Jack in the box vet, which most of them are nowadays. Mm. Um, not ours. No, 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 you're good. No, we had a vet on here. He's, yeah. a, he's, he's awesome. Yeah. He's and, and that's, if you can find line, Dr. Yeah, Mike, yep. Dr. Mike limit, finding a good vet is, is worth his weight in gold. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if they're logical and actually know what they're talking about, yeah. they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Never get rid of them. Yeah. Take your doodle-ish dogs over to the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Jack in the box kind yeah. of places. Yeah. But Those no, they, they test them. You want to get someone knowledgeable so that when they're testing the hips, they know what to look for. They, uh, at elbows, same thing, eyes, heart. Um, we're DNA testing dogs now. This is a, mm-hmm. a fairly recent thing where we're, they have the ability now to t- give you t- to the best of their ability, right? Kind of a precursor <coughs> if your dogs are genetically predisposed to get a, a disease or an ailment or something. Yeah, you know? right. um, it's remarkable. It's actually, it's a, it's a pretty much a game changer when it comes to breeding. They can't do that for hips. They can do that for like uh, cancer or they can do that for yeah. lupus or seizures or something like that, right? Well, the seizures are interesting. That's what, that's a big thing right now in a lot of breeds is epilepsy, okay? right? Mm-hmm. So epilepsy, you cannot predict it, right? You can, they're doing their best right now, researching, um, and Corsos are one of those breeds where the Europeans... Once they got wind that the U.S. pays a lot of money for cheap crap, <laughs> they decided, well, I can just take like a boxer or a Doberman and mix it with a Corso and mm-hmm. use that. Mm-hmm. Well, you're taking breeds that already had an established problem with epilepsy and you're putting it into a breed that was healthy sure. and didn't have it. Well, that's a problem when it comes over to the United States and you've got idiots that go out and breed whatever and it causes a problem. So now... Um, you have a select few of breeders that are doing their due diligence when it comes to epilepsy mm-hmm. and narrowing it down to make sure that they're not putting A with B to create C, which would be an epileptic dog, okay. right? So that's what reputable breeding is, right? You're doing your research. You're doing everything you possibly can to produce better each time. Right. Let me ask you this, and this goes to this question. How, sure. how do you initially get started? So you say you guys started 21 years ago? 
Yeah, so my wife started, she she didn't start breeding 21 years ago. She got her first Corso. She owned it. She owned it, yeah. And, oh, wow. and, all right, and so she loved to breed so much, she said, I want to watch him fuck, I want to get more. <laughs> right? That, that's that's well, what she said. No, no she not told exactly. Him, no, it wasn't. She told him, you're going to want to watch these You're going to want to watch yeah. this dog. <laughs> and he's like, yes. I'm, yep, let's do this. <laughs> I see career path. <laughs> yeah. He fucks like an Italian. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> they're very smooth, very yeah. smooth. <laughs> Um, so, so, so how do you get, how do you initially start the breeding process? So, okay. So she got her first one 21 years ago. Um, 10 years later, she started breeding. Uh, roughly, okay. uh, roughly. So, so what started her, what kind of inspired her was that the first, her first Corso, um, Cerberus. He was. God, you guys got badass names. Yeah. Man. She, I can't take credit for it. My wife comes up with really cool names. Okay. Just, okay. Scooby's like a pretty cool I'm just cool kind of like, my, my, my actual title is just poop. I just scoop poop. Really. <laughs> okay. And shut up, right? Yeah. I just walk around and scoop poop. But So yeah. Cerberus was actually a genetic nightmare. He was very unhealthy. Where was he from? So he was from one of the, a what you would call a person that calls himself a breeder here gotcha. in Utah. Um, I won't even name drop his name. No, don't, don't. You know, that, we don't want you to do that. Yeah. It did no reading. He's a turd anyway. Okay. So, <laughs> um, but it was a hard lesson. Oh, hard. Yeah. And, and my wife always coins the phrase, um, knowledge is expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I've stuck to that. Like the, there's no truer statement than that when it comes to breeding. Um, he was a genetic nightmare. He was blind by, um, very early on in his life. He had hip dysplasia very early on in his life. Um, and that's not what you want, right? No. My wife gets the dog of her dreams, and then it's Greg uh, Oden. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Pretty yeah. much. Just in- injured all the time, yeah. right? Mm. Super dog, though. One of the most confident dogs I've ever been around. So he wanted to do his job. He just couldn't. Yeah. He No, he could. He she. My wife is an amazing trainer. She taught him to fetch a ball. He's blind. How do you teach a blind dog to fetch a ball? Only my mm. wife. I'll, I'll, and we'll drop her, her business okay. in a little bit. But, okay. um yeah, just amazing, right? Just a really cool, taught him tricks. I mean, opening refrigerators and, you know, he, awesome. He even did bite work, like, and he's blind and he has hip dysplasia, but he lived to be 10 years old, which was remarkable wow, for a yeah. dog that, you know, mm-hmm. fucked up. messed up, right? Yeah. For, but that inspired her. And then when she got a replacement puppy for that dog, she was a health nightmare. So you see the pattern, right? Yes. So she went to a different breeder. No, the same breeder. Because here's here's a here's a kind of a standard thing, right? We guarantee our puppies. We guarantee them. You do this. this uh, Utah yeah. Corso, uh, Olympian Connie Corso. Olympian. Yeah, um, we guarantee our puppies. When we sell a puppy, we guarantee it, it has a two year health guarantee. And the reason we do two years is because if a dog has nothing showing before two <clears throat> years, then they, they don't have anything. How many like have that. you taken back? Oh, it's very, 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 very rare. Um, as far as for a health reason, can't even think. Period. How many of you taken back within that two years? We've taken, oh, from the start, like from the beginning of breeding, we've, sure. we've got mostly, if we get a dog back, it's, it's mostly because the owner cannot keep them anymore. Um, and we've only had like maybe a handful, I think like three or four um, that we've had to place um, in other homes. Okay. But uh, not for health reasons, not for any, it's normally because they, get a divorce or they, you know, have to move or they lose a job or, you know, or they bit off more than they can chew and they just say, I just can't, I can't give the dog, you know, the time that it needs or whatnot. And, and we have, and our, our puppies don't just leave with, you know, nothing. There's, they're contractually obligated to, if they can't keep the dog, it comes back to us. Okay. Um, but this breeder actually did guarantee that puppy 
which was ironic because if you're not doing the health testing to ensure it, why would you guarantee it? It seems like a kind of a contradiction, right? right. Yeah. Um, but she got a replacement and that dog was not as bad, but didn't live as long. And her health ailment, she had a, a very rare cancer um, that she developed very early on. Okay. So it inspired my wife to say, I don't want people to feel like I feel where you fall in love with this animal and they're amazing. And then your heart gets ripped out because mm-hmm. they're gone too fast or that you can't do what you wanted to do. Right. You can't, you can't take, you couldn't take Cerberus on a 20 mile hike up the mountains because he's got hip dysplasia now. Right. You, you can't take me on a 20 mile hike. because <laughs> I'm not going on a 20 mile hike. I, I get what you're saying. You know, so, you just, you, so your wife basically said, fuck this shit. I want to build correct. a better breed. Correct. So she did it the right way. She found a reputable breeder, um, that would be Castle Guard, Conde Corso, there in Colorado. Okay. Um, nice name drop. They must be really good for you to do that. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. She's, she's Shauna DeMoss um, and Merle DeMoss. They own the kennel. They've, they're, they've, Shauna and my wife have been friends since she, she got those bad Corsos, and we do quite a lot of work with them. Okay. Um, but getting a mentor that knows the breed, and it's in anything, right? You don't just one day decide you're like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to be a professional shooter. I'm just going to go buy a gun and I'm going to be good at it. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, the sad part is, is we're all thinking right, right now. We're all like, there are people that will do that. Right? There's plenty of people out there exactly. in, any, in anything. It doesn't anything. even have to be shooting. We it had a gun any... expert on that said that. He yeah. said, get training. Don't just buy a gun, right. you morons. I think yeah. that was close to his exact yeah, There's plenty of people. I see them driving cars all day, every day. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. they got that little sticker on the back. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Clock or a yeah. cig or whatever oh, else. No, uh, yeah, no. I was talking about the ones that have the blue thing hanging in the rear view mirrors. And oh, all their plates. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're <laughs> scary. We just let anybody drive. Yeah, anybody, I guess. <laughs> I'm just handing them out. But yeah, that's it. Like, you just, you, you need to be mentored. You need to go get, and and do your research on your mentor, right? So just because somebody's breeding doesn't make them good at it. Do your right? research right? on your do mentor. Do your research. I go meet that. them. Go meet them. Go, like... Basically, you have to become obsessed with it. Did she get both her puppies from the place in Colorado, or did she get one from Colorado and one from Indiana? No. So those original two puppies came from a breeder here in Utah. Okay. Um, and never again, right? Obviously, those were crap. So okay. Never again. I, I was just going to say, because you said, um, as far as you know, you're the only breeder in Utah. Well, but... The, but, I, you, but Experience. What did you say? Reputable. 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 Yes. Reputable. Okay. All right. Um, and there's other people, right? There's people who probably listen to this and be like, what? I breed. And like, hmm. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, if you own a dog, right? And you put another dog with that dog and they have sex and they produce some puppies. Mm. You're not a, yeah. You're, you're not breeding. a breeder, right? It's just like, if I, you know, That's the act if, of if I'm a teenager and I sure. hook up with someone, it doesn't make me a porn star, right? No. I'm like... Well, I, you know, <laughs> maybe in your mind, but like, it, it, you, you have to, some things. You, you've got to, you got to have more experience, right? But as a breeder, there's so much more into it than just putting dogs together, mm-hmm. right? The amount, I mean, you guys saw, like we have like our, I don't want to call it a facility, but where we keep some of our dogs is like, it's a facility. I mean, you, you, the, the, yeah. we've epoxy, like you've got so much that goes into it and our dogs didn't eat you. When they came no, in, they didn't. no, they did not. Yeah, I was terrified, but they left me alone. Yeah, uh, I mean, there's some puddle terrified. stains on the pants, but I, yeah. I and I get that. That I'm happens. But definitely afraid of big dogs. That's why I have little ones. So, so, are you really? 
I, I, I wouldn't say I'm afraid of them. I'm leery around them, uh, really? just because I don't have much experience around them. So I didn't know I'm that. Like, yeah, so, like, so you're growing up. You always around small dogs growing yeah, up. Uh huh. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, that. Always the that. little ones. Is this the same around large men? Yes, absolutely. I always cower. Okay. I'm like, you know, if you need a stall that I need to be handled, then fine. That's fine. Let's That's go. why when Diego's in the woodshed, you bite your nails. That is true. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. that's true. Happens. So, but, um, and, and I'm looking at your um, your place out here with all with the little puppies and everything. Sure, and, yeah. And the dogs are very, um, they're big, but they didn't bother us. We walked through, even looked at the puppies, and they it was just jump. Fun. No. No, none of them. And it was it was awesome. So it's a different experience. But then you have like these um, um, kennels where they like like these breeding kennels. Uh, what the hell are they called? Where they just like pump out puppy after puppy. Puppy after. mills. Yeah. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And this is totally different experience. Not yeah. Not even that. Yeah. No, not even. Close. No, so, we, which is funny. We actually have had people come and like see our dog. Because we always invite, when people are interested, we invite you to come meet our dogs. I love see that. Our, you know, get to know you might not like it, right? You might, it might be like too much. There might be, you know, I don't like slobber. I don't like this. You'll yeah. meet them. Find out. So when you, when you, uh, sell a puppy or you, you send a puppy to a new home, have you met those people that take that puppy a number of times or is, is so, there a time that it's like one and done or, um, we do for the most part, we get to know them as best we can. Um, mm-hmm. we don't, we've kind of loosened up our requirements a little bit. Um, we don't like do a home visit or like, you know, we're not like coming here. <laughs> you have a fire extinguisher. Can I see your retirement plan? You know, like, so how much do you make before taxes? Like, I want to know. Um, yeah. No, we. Will so, the check clear? That's what we want to know. Yeah. Well, that's funny. When they, the check clear now, thanks, you know, to Venmo. And, yeah, that's true. And cash is always good, too. Mm-hmm. Cash, cash yeah. always seems to clear. Um, <laughs> but no, we, we get to we get to meet them. Um I, we speak with them. We give them all the information. We go through a ton of stuff. Like, um, as a kennel, we offer way more um, than probably most kennels do, especially in, this, in here in Utah. There's no one that even comes close or compares. Mm. But we get to know them. I, they ask, like, they'll say, is it good with kids, right? And I'll be like, sure. We have, you know, our kids with it, and they're exposed to a lot. Our puppies are exposed to a lot of things. I mean, you've seen it's kind of like a mini farm, so there's really not much they can't be exposed to. How old to. are your kids? So my kids are... Uh, Four and one's going to be three. Soon, okay, so. so they're out there. I mean, they're at that pull and poke in oh, yeah. age. No problem. Yeah. No problem with these dogs. No. Okay. No, and no, no, and no. is that something you bred into them? Yeah, and it's, well, it's one thing we don't tolerate. Our our dogs, like, they learn very quickly, right? Spatial awareness. Big dog, right? Kind of like a big person when you mm-hmm. said, like, mm-hmm. Keith's hands hitting, like, the yeah. everything because he's so big. Uh-huh. Well, it's kind of like a dog, right? They've got to understand how big they are and know it. So don't run into me. Don't knock the kid over. Don't pretend, pretend like you know we're there. Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, we establish that right off the bat with our pups, when, especially the ones we keep back or stay here for an extended period of time. They know you don't go bite the kids. You don't go, you know, yeah. bump the kids. You don't do in that. And there's, there's always that battle between nature versus nurture, right? Yes. So nature is going to give you the goods. It's what you mm-hmm. do with those goods if you're going to get what it's intended to be, right? So a lot of people forget that nurture part mm. and tend to just ruin even a good thing. Yeah. And so we established pretty early on with our puppies, like Tanya's constantly, she's giving the puppies, the new, the little you know puppies are only five weeks old. She's treating them. And you think treating a puppy, why is that intricate? And why is that something you should be doing? Because they have to learn to take the treat. You've probably given a dog a treat that doesn't know how to do it. And he bites your hand. Mm-hmm. You don't and want that. Nips so, your fingers. Yeah, you, you start early. No, no, no take it softly, right? So you start engaging these animals early on 
they're the greatest thing in the world. But if you don't, then you're going to get some 140 pound, you know, banshee running around your house and not be able to control it. <laughs> it's it's going to be a 140 pound Dalmatian. I, uh, I, I did notice I got alpha rolled by pretty much every dog out there. It just hip checked me as I walked through. Yeah. I, I know where I stand with these things. Are, are all of those puppies spoken for out there? Uh, yes, I believe they, I believe they're all spoken for. We I mean, you have ten of them. Yeah, is that right? Wow. Yeah, sure. Drinks on you. <laughs> <laughs> how do you? How do you? Um, like are the males more? Are the females no, more? No. F- so we're all equal price. All equal. Um, we don't do. We don't do like. I call it kind of like the gangst, like the gangster pay scale, okay. where they're like, "Yo, first pick, mm-hmm. first picks like ten thousand dollars," and you're like, "What? Why?" Right? Because my first pick and your first pick are going to be different, right? Different. Hence, why you picked her as your wife mm-hmm. and I picked Tanya as my wife, right? Because mm-hmm. we like different things, or mm-hmm. we like this or that or whatever. It's like when you see a puppy, it's the same thing. You could look, we we look at puppies and go, "That's the one. Right. That's the one we're keeping back. That's the one showing what we want." Hopefully, it oh. continues to grow that way. Whereas someone else could come in here and be like, oh, that one. Yeah. And we're like, like that one. Yeah. yeah. But um, so we don't do the, we, we don't do the first pick, you know, last pick. All the thing. What we do is people select their puppies based on the deposits we receive. So if you give the deposit first. Which is? Uh, $300. Okay. That's not much. No. Um, you give the deposit first, you get to pick first, right? But you're picking first, obviously, after we have picked what we want. And then also, you're picking based a lot on our suggestions for you. And I say that as if you are, we've had families show up that are, how do I put this in a good way? Quite rotund, right? (laughs) Yeah. Not much exercise happening for this dog is what you're saying? Yeah, just, they were, you know, they're just, but they're happy people. And they were getting, they were moving out and they were... Uh, they were doing, you know, they're doing their thing out in the country now and they wanted a dog to, you know, guard their property and their kids and all that. And they're like, we're really active. Mm. And I'm like, that's not mm. what your jorts say. No, <laughs> your jorts don't say that. No. And that's the thing. And so like, we you have a hundred ounce we, bag we, we, coke. We were nope. like, Hey, you, you want this guy right here. This puppy is showing he's even keeled, not mm. showing crazy drive right now. That's a good pup for you. And normally the people that they, they, they take our advice and I'll, and I'll, in, in a lot of ways. How, how early can you tell a puppy's disposition? Well, it's kind of an educated guess, right? Because that nature and nurture kind of go hand in hand as they're growing up. But okay. at about six weeks, they're showing their little personalities. They're Baby. showing tendencies to do things more than another puppy. Um, one puppy might be super food motivated. And any type of food, he is like mm, all about it. Mm-hmm. Other, they're all. I mean, all puppies are food motivated, but there might be one that's a little bit like more Eeyore, and he's just like, "I'm chill. I'm gonna okay. walk to my food. I'm gonna okay. eat my food slow. I'll get there when I get there." Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you, you kind of see those little, you know, peckadoodles that the dogs are doing um, for a little puppy. Now it can change. Okay. It can change a lot depending on how you raise that dog. If you continue to raise that dog the correct way, you're gonna get an awesome dog. But if you don't, you know. So I, I sorry I have two two questions and um, first um, have do you ever do you ever lose a puppy have you have you guys lost any puppies like when you know you hear that from time to time like oh we had ten but one died and something yeah had nine so it happens it, it does happen sometimes it happens more often in your larger litters um, 
Ten's pretty large, right? It's a good size. It's a okay. good size litter. We've had our biggest litter has been seventeen oh, puppies. Wow. It's not something yeah. you want. Like seventeen, that's a lot. A dog of doesn't puppies. have seventeen titties though. So how do they rotate out the eating? Yeah. That's the problem. You're you're doing you're bottle feeding puppies. Oh wow. Okay. You're, I can you're, imagine. You're, you're bottle feeding. Um, and and when I say we're bottle feeding, my wife is she's pulling those long hours in there, bottle feeding, helping. I mean, yeah. you, you have to because the mom just can't keep up. She can't keep up with all that. But you, you'll get, so when you had 17 puppies, we had two that were born, um, stillborn. Um, okay. And that happens because you got to think, right? It's a conveyor belt. Yeah. yeah. And if they're in there too long, you, you know, uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out. And that's nature, right? Nature. Yeah, it is. Yeah. has its ways and there's its reasons why they didn't make it. Yeah. Um, so, and then uh, my follow-up to that is how many, how many litters... Uh, do you do for a dog? So we we're a lot different than a lot of other breeders. Where you'll see them breed a female basically till her cervix falls out. Um, That's we, not good. No, 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 no. it's terrible. Like I, imagine, say that, I say that tongue in cheek. <laughs> I know. Imagine um, a human being with their cervix. It's, oh, no, it's well, just my like, cervix. Let's keep going. Yeah, imagine, the, imagine the Duggars mom, right? Like <laughs> it's just like. That's a clown. They're car. just walking out. Now. Uh-huh, yeah. There's no there's no <laughs> elasticity <laughs> in that. That's just they're just walking out. Mm-hmm. But we have. Um, we have kind of a, a pretty strict policy. We don't breed more than three three litters on a female. So period. Okay. period. So you have a female, three litters. What do you do with her after that? So we we space it out, right? We don't breed back to back to back. You'll see right. a lot of guys in, in and I quote kennels um, that will will show up puppies and all oh, those are awesome. As soon as their next heat cycle, they breed her again, which is Ugh. not the best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, so we, we, we spread them out, um, more for our sanity too. Just having, I mean, having litters after litter after litter, is just kind of takes its toll, but yeah, three, about three will do it. And cause it's healthier. It's it, being pregnant for a female. I mean, even whatever breed you are, species you are, it takes a lot, right? It takes a lot out of you. Are you listening, Wood? Yeah. <laughs> are you listening? Yeah. But, um, uh, so far I haven't had any complaints. Okay. All right, so yeah, I no, just no. keep breeding. Well, sure. The, none of I our male, breeding. none of our studs ever complain. They want to keep breeding until their thing falls Back off. Back to your pricing real quick. Back to your pricing real quick. So, um, like the husky eyes, the heterochromia, the David Bowie eyes, mm-hmm. have it, does that happen in this breed? Because I, I, I noticed dogs would... A gray eye and a blue eye or a brown eye and it doesn't happen in this breed. You've never had that? No. So we get this all the time where people will ask, they'll be like, I want a I want a corso with a with blue eyes and you know, I want a blue dog with blue eyes. Like that doesn't happen. It it doesn't happen. No. Alright. Have you and we talked earlier about the, the, the white dogs. That doesn't happen. You don't have albino corsos. You've never seen that. No. Which I'm sure it could happen, but you've never seen it. A, there's that is not a color in the course. It's not you, a color. You'll see now it's, it's a lot of so guys. That would be a mutt then if yeah. if you had one like this. There's that's kind of a what mutt you're creating or is a genetic nightmare, right? Uh, so sure, those bad do, son probably deaf, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're you're getting things that you're you're not going to be wanting to press on with other dogs, right? So when you see you'll see a lot of designer people right now, um, especially in California, will put merle dogs. Mm-hmm into a corso and they'll produce a merle corso because no. people i'm like a you what? saw you saw our, merle our, is the color you saw our little french oh, bulldog okay. right yeah, yeah. our uh-huh. little french yeah. bulldog she's what, what you'd consider merle they right? used to call that brindle but now okay. it's a little more okay. busy right well brindling so brindling is like that puppy you saw that, okay. that little puppy that the mm-hmm. three three month old pup mm-hmm. that's what we call a dark brindle black brindle mm-hmm. because the predominant color on the bottom as you can see is black and then you've got brown the browns and golds kind of like those tiger stripes um filling everything else in 
right? And then you'll see the other of our dogs look a little lighter, right? And mm-hmm. we have one that there's a blue brindle. So you'll see that brindling. on uh, Take tiger stripes. That's probably the easiest thing to picture right. in your head. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. Those, those are right. Those are standard colors. You'll see those quite often, right? But what you won't see a lot is solids. So, um, solid black, pretty rare nowadays. But mm-hmm. a lot of people want it. Right? Mm-hmm. They always want something they, that's not around a lot. Right. 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 Blue used to be the big color. I want a blue puppy. I still P- love pitbulls it. too. Yeah. 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 Blue so still love that blue color. And, I and think people I love, love it, it yeah. but it's a dilute color. So you'll put, you'll put, people will put blue to blue, right? And nothing will happen with the puppies. They'll get this great litter. Yeah. They'll think, oh, it's so great. And they'll continue to do it. And you'll create problems, mm. skin problems, health, other health problems, cancers, all sorts of things, blindness. Like you need to do your genetic homework before you start just throwing things together just because people are like, oh, I'll buy that. So I'm going to sell it, right? Yes, we are selling puppies, right? We do sell our puppies, but they're not a commodity. Mm. Um, it's not a T-shirt. It's an actual living, breathing thing. So, <laughs> this is back you to know, the doodleish thing. Yeah. You ever think it about really? like some of the things your dogs are gonna see? Your puppies, like you know, some, like uh-huh. dogs yeah. see a lot of shit. You know yeah, what I mean? And, and they can't oh, even man. talk about it. So, I'm sure people come <laughs> over here to visit your your, your facility, yeah. and you're just like, dude, my dog is not gonna watch you fuck chickens on no. a Wednesday no. every day. <laughs> really, every, every, every can... fucking Wednesday, my dog's not gonna watch what you do with Frankfurters. <laughs> For fun, you and your buddies. You know yeah. what I mean? So why don't you leave you and your again, George? If you got somebody with George, um, you got somebody with suspenders and a belt, you got somebody with sandals and socks, send those people away. Yeah, I'm telling you this from experience. We okay? just we don't really deal with people. Right. the sandal and sock thing that that unless they're older. I appreciate that when they're older. Well they're, yeah, they're not they're gonna more established, yeah. I, I got one more question about breeding. How far away because I, I remember growing up, you know, people would be like, oh, um, don't buy that dog because it's a mother and a son. You know what I mean? And which makes sense to me. That's nasty. Oh, you're, you're talking about putting them together. So like inbreeding or line breeding. Yes. Right. How far away are the lines? Like when when you and your wife first started this, mm-hmm. she got one from Colorado and she got one from somewhere else and hooked it up. And those are those lines. But then those puppies can't get with mom and the puppies can't get with each other. So you got to get a different one. Yeah. So what you want to do is you, there's a thing. There's a term. It's kind of a a hot term right when you're breeding and you get in, get involved in it and people will be like well, that's a line that's a line bred dog right and a lot of people are like well, mm. what is line breeding right yep i'm uh, that's me yeah so uh, that you don't know what it is or you're going to get know excited what it is. about no. it's got to be straight yeah. up and down Just, that's got to be yeah. mom and son no no so what it is is meaning if you're to look at a pedigree and i don't if you haven't seen a pedigree right you'll you'll see that dog will be Picture, you'll have its picture in its name right here, and then it kind of branches off like a tree, right? Mm-hmm. Kind of branches. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what line breeding means is there'll be similar dogs, right? The same dog will be in both sides of that breeding, right? So meaning great-great-grandpa might be grandpa for this for the, for the sire, and great-grandpa, that same dog might be the great-grandpa of this female that you're putting together. Right, That's and so problem, right? Uh, no, not necessarily. So you have to be very, very intricate when you do your line breeding to make sure it's not too close. And what I mean by not too close is you're not going to go mom and dad or mom and you know son, son yeah, right. You're not going to go dad yeah. and the a daughter, right? So okay. you want to keep it Utah legal and go second cousins, <laughs> correct? Correct. Got you want to you. You stretch okay. out, and the reason, right. right? You'll find <laughs> you'll find a lot of like working working breeders. <laughs> They'll actually do that. They'll put they'll put a a mom and a son together and not think twice about it. Mm. You can 
probably get away with it once. Once, but what you're going to see is anything that's malformed in that dog genetically is going to start coming up. That's how you get crazy. Correct. Yeah. You're going to get cuckoo. You're gonna get some. You're gonna get some like sloths coming out of you there, get, right? Like <laughs> knee and hip problems in that thing. Oh, too? I think that would be the least of your concerns. <laughs> you're you're <laughs> gonna get. You're gonna get probably a lot of temperamental issues. You're gonna get. Yeah, huh. Ch- Chase, my dog was standing on my chest this morning and watched me sleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, just like we're talking. Hey, you guys, that's what's gonna be chanting out of you. It's it, it's just not something you want to do. You don't want to, and you're not you're not like invigorating the bloodline, right? You've got to outcross. You've got to outcross if you if you have a line right that is good, and you've been at solid breedings mm-hmm. and you got good puppies. Now's the time to outcross. You got to bring something else in, right? Spice up that that bloodline, keep it healthy, um, introducing new things. So into find it. a find a new uh, a new female and bring it in with one of the sons of Correct. whatever you've created. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I got you. Yeah, and it's, and and people always will be like, "Well, I want this line." Well, if you really do your homework, right? Nothing is basically specific so specific that nothing else is in there right so if it has a kennel name on it people will be like well but it has the same kennel name does that mean they're related no that should mean that that breeder has done their due diligence and they've outcrossed enough to where things have come in and they can extend that line and continue those good breedings so you don't necessarily want the, the line you want it part of maybe part of the tree correct you want a part of that family tree because it could be the great grandpa of whatever mm-hmm. but it's now uh, cross with something else, correct? And, and, and you'll see this. You'll you'll see breedings that are closer in line breeding and almost in inbreeding, um, more so with different breeds, working breeds, um, because they'll always they always kind of go into the guise of I don't care what it is as long as it works, right? Well, hmm. yeah, as long as it works, I, I think they don't understand the deeper meaning of that. Yes, it'll continue working, but it's actually going to shut down if you continue just to line breed and line breed okay. and on and on on top of another. Um, You've got to be smart about it, right? You, you've got to be intelligent and know what ailments that line might have okay, or yeah. where it's lacking, right? You don't put mm-hmm. two dogs together just to put two dogs together. You put them together because they're going to benefit each other. This female may be lacking a little bit in bone. And when I say that, thickness in bone. We, we want a, a dense, thick bone. Where this male, he's big, he's thick, he's like zero, right? Yeah. But you have to see, right? He, you may have a male that may not be a good stud. And what I mean by that is he looks good. He's functional. He's healthy. He's they, them, but he just, he yeah, he oh. might, he's like, he might be like, but maybe they like the fuck. I, I didn't know where you were going with this. Right. Well, <laughs> he could be like, who does he's, Michael Jordan's son play basketball? Does he play pro basketball and is he in a hall of famer and he's a legend? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Right. No, but yeah. Del Curry, Del Curry is who was an average player. And look at and that. Look at his yeah. son, Michael Thompson. There you go. Yeah. You got a son in MLB. You got a yeah. son in, in I mean, NBA. there you go, right? Yeah. Like, like, look at Walter Payton, right? His yeah. son it, played in Miami, got a trial for the Bears, yeah. But was he as good? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so that's, what a, that's how I look at a stud dog, and that's how we look at a stud dog. He's like, what are you producing, and are you producing better, okay. right? A lot of people get on the track of, like, this dog's well-known. Why is he well-known? Is he well-known because of what his looks or what he's producing, mm-hmm. right? So if you're a good, reputable breeder, you want because he's producing well. Okay. I got one more question about breeding. Now I want to get to disposition. Okay. Well, well, after breeding, then I got one question in breeding. But I have a question about breeding and I have a question about disposition. So breeding, breeding, disposition? Yes, let's do that. So my breeding, your breeding? Yeah. I want to know why you have to jerk dogs off sometimes. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, I think you're asking the wrong guy. No. I think if we got his wife on, she would give a different answer. He, he started out cleaning up shit. I'm sure he's jerked off a dog or two. He just didn't want to talk about it. We're going to expose this motherfucker. <laughs> you don't go from cleaning up shit to all of a sudden, you know, being the face of the company. All right? He cleaned yeah. up shit. He jerked yeah. off a few dogs. Yeah. And why, why sometimes do you have to jerk off a dog? So you... So how, do, how did I put this? So sometimes dogs don't, they don't breed well. They're not good breeders. And what I mean by that is like, you don't always have a, we'll take, we'll take, we'll take zero, right? Zero's massive. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like uh, Ron Jeremy, right? Coming up to. I didn't uh, look at his balls. I, I should have looked at his balls. Cause yeah. you don't see a lot of dogs balls and I'm sure you got balls out oh, there. But the balls aren't the ones going in. We're, right. So let me tell you the, this, the dynamic of genitalia. So you have the <laughs> testicles. Uh-huh. Right, and then you have a, a what's known in the medical world as a penis. Uh-huh. Zero has what's known in the medical world as just fucking huge. Like <laughs> he's massive. Okay, he is, and this is not an exaggeration to any stretch of the word. It is impressive. Like he, he's easy to jerk off. I slightly, I, I'm like I can't. We can't make eye contact. I can't like, <laughs> and he's and he's my dog. Like he's my he's my guy. But you want to put a pair of pants on him just to walk outside. Huh? <laughs> I just, I, I, yeah. I'm I'm just glad. Like I'm glad he's on my team. Okay. I'm, but so sometimes you you don't want to put such a large male with a smaller female, right? Because. Mm. Health-wise, that's probably not the best for her when it comes to just pain in general, right? So, um, and then other times you have people want semen sent to them, right? They want a, they want to use your stud, but they live in another state, they live in another country, they live someplace else. So, what you got to do is you got to collect. Mm. How much do you charge for that? Put it in a bag. So we actually we haven't used any of our studs. We haven't sent out any semen, but some of the people that we work with, like I mentioned castle garden uh-huh. in Colorado, mm. uh, she does a lot for her. Um, cause she has, oh, it's a much larger kettle, right? Much larger kettle. We're, we're considerably, we're s- mm. smaller in, in, you know, in the realm of like the big breeders. Um, we're, we're not huge that way, but we, we like to keep our stuff within our small little circle. Okay. Right. And so, um, we haven't actually sent out any. People have asked for zero stuff all the time. They're like, we want to use them. We're pretty selective on it. We have we just don't send it out, right? It's more, uh, it's a higher <laughs> higher commodity if you if it's harder to get, right? I, I guess can't that's believe we're yeah. talking about dog cum. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can see the yeah. hesitation because yeah. somebody's got to do that. But, but And I don't see a line of people out here like... Uh, like now, listen now. Maybe if you offered a a, a, a tube of peanut butter with them, I don't know. It could work. We could do something it here. Could, it could, but <laughs> so I couldn't do it. I try. I like. I just couldn't do it. You couldn't jerk them off. No, no, <laughs> I couldn't do it. No. You have pretty small hands, but yeah, it, um, I, it's that's the thing. <laughs> I was like this. It was. It was like I grabbed a bazooka and was like, "What do I do with it? How much would you charge to send out zeros?" Um, zero stud fee would if if we did it. If we did it, it would probably upwards of like seven thousand. I'd probably say really. Yeah. How many females can they inseminate it with one pow? With one yeah. With big, one big big boy big boy. Well, one one vial would is what you because you want to put one in, female. That's one female. Yeah. Okay. One female. But that's a. I mean. He's he's just not something that you just want to like let everybody have, right? That's it's not true. Like, yeah. Just, yeah, that's a that's hot commodity. You know, and yeah, we just we're just selective with it. We're very selective. Like Fonzie out there, Fonzie, mm-hmm. he uh, he's bred. He came from another kennel, um, and we've had him now for about a year. What but, state? Um, he came from Indiana. Okay, 
Um, but mm-hmm. he's he's bred seven times live breeding, and he's hit every single time, every single time. But we've never collected him on our own. He's like Denzel Washington in Training Day. Pretty can't much. miss. Remember when he yeah. says that? Yeah. 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 Can't miss. Yeah. <laughs> what a boy! I'll hook you up. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's a breeding question. He's he's but he and he's all of our studs. We we have so we have other dogs that we what's well, called co-own. We co-own them with other people okay. around the around the state. It's a timeshare for those of you Pretty that much. are doodlers. <laughs> Pretty much. So they own them. It's their dog, and then when we we give them the signal. You know, it's time to mm-hmm. come in and, no pun intended on the come in, but they, you know, <laughs> uh, come back and that. come all back and, and use it and use their, their services and their mm-hmm. goods and whatnot. And we actually have either male or female. We have both. We have cones with different people and males and females and they come back. And, well, let me cut you off right quick. Hey, okay. hey, do, you, do you ever have a female that just doesn't resonate with the male? Yes. Like a hey, fuck. Yes. We're not fucking. So Zero's mom, Zero's mom was a badass. Her name was Medusa. From? Ooh, that sounds so like she a... actually came from a kennel. Um, I forget what state it's in, but it's called Stonecroft. She kennel. was here. Yep, she's here. Okay. Um, she um, she passed away a few years ago. She was a badass. She was just like zero, super confident, right? Did yeah. bite work, like muscular, um, just like a, a he-man of a female. Big right? bad bitch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big big bad black bitch. Big bad black bitch. Oh, yeah. Like right. we're talking, that's why we named her Medusa. Like, okay. just, like she just had that like scary kind of look mm, to her. Okay. Super dog, right? Hated, hated to be bred with other. Like she's like she looked at the male and was like, "You're not enough for me." Right. Okay. <laughs> so she actually, wow. we a lot of our a lot of our females early on, we did um, surgical surgical insemination. So they they go into the vet, and the vet basically places the juice right there, right in the the old honey pot, and it's a ninety six percent chance rate like that wow. they're going to get pregnant. So okay. it's a pretty high um, percentage that you're going to get you know going to get a, a pregnancy. Um, these, she wakes up from her anesthesia. She's like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, <laughs> I got bunch of people. I got fucking roofie. <laughs> Gets pretty shocked. What the fuck? Just, which one of you motherfuckers got me? <laughs> All of a sudden, they're just like, "Wait, I'm pregnant. What happened?" <laughs> but yeah, so that so you do yes, you do get some females, and then you get other ones like I mean, it's not far from humans, right? You just like some are just like, yeah, sure, why not? And then other ones are like, Mm-mm, you ain't yeah. touching this. Like yeah. Shira, Shira out here, she's like. Kind of our, she's our oldest, Diva. yeah, head bitch. Mm-hmm. She's yeah. just, she doesn't take, doesn't take it. But when she's in heat, she's ready to go. Down the fuck, mm. she's ready to go. Down she's just the like, fuck. yeah, just yeah. like here uh-huh. we go. Yeah, so it, some it, humans it, like that too. Yeah, it varies. <laughs> yeah, it varies. Oh, species to species. Wow. Uh, so you mentioned a bit ago that sometimes you breed, uh, or sometimes they don't produce. Um, you know the the litter you would think they would. So like uh, zero, for example. Mm-hmm. Do you have to breed them once then and you're like, ah, he didn't produce what we thought, so we're going to pick somebody else? Or, or what, yeah, what's so, the process? Or are you like, well, let's give it number two. Let's see if number two works. Yeah, so you, you kind of have to there's, – there's always I – mean, that's why when it comes to breeding, like holding, your, holding a puppy back, um, you, uh, you see the good and what they've mm-hmm. produced, right, and what's coming out of it. And then if, 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 let's say, a litter doesn't turn out to what you thought it might be, there's a lot of factors that can go into that, right? And so sometimes you, you may have outcrossed a little too far. You may have brought in something that just is not compatible yeah. with what you've got. When you find that compatibility with an with a different like line, mm-hmm. it's gold, right? Because you, you produce really cool stuff. So we've used other dogs um, from other kennels where it just it man, it was like a perfect fit when it came to putting these dogs together because that line and our line had the same qualities and it only enhanced them. 
if you go too far down the line, right, and you just kind of grab something, you think, oh, well, that's I've, I have none of that in my line, none mm-hmm. of that in my dog's pedigree, even 20 dogs back, right? I'm going to put it in here. You have no idea what you're going to get. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a bigger gamble. Have you ever been duped or attempted to be duped? Like, oh no, this dog is this is this is this is the dog, and then they show you. Eh. Yeah, you I mean, we research enough, I guess. Yeah, we research quite a bit. We're pretty. I mean, we do our due diligence, probably mm-hmm. more so than most, um, and we just don't willy nilly, you know, any dog with just because mm-hmm. we have a dog. Right. You get people all the time that contact us. They're like, I want to use zero. Why don't you just let me use him? I got a Labrador like, Retriever. Because yeah. that's a pit bull, motherfucker. Yeah. I, got a, I, yeah, I yeah. got a Golden Doodle. Yeah. I go great with him. <laughs> they, just, so, they, they just don't put in, they don't put in the time. And I think, I think that's what separates us a lot um, mm-hmm. from not just Corsos, but in any type of breeder around the, the state. Um, is, for them, it's money. Right, it's yeah. for them. It's money. A lot of it is. That's that's uh, what that's you find for most and, people. Yeah, I, I would it, say it so. It really is. So it's rare to find somebody that cares about the integrity of the breed. I would agree. And, and yeah. what's going on with the lineage? Absolutely. And that's the reason we have me. Just just real quick. I know you have one more question. Going to what? Not breeding. Disposition. Disposition. Um, you guys can't see because typically we have another screen up and you can see the live commenting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people. Um, giving Keith a lot of shit here, but uh, Troy Lynn does say uh, she works in cargo and uh, dog semen is shipped a lot, apparently. Oh, it is. That's a, it is. Quite, a, quite a thing. What temperature do you have to keep it at? Oh, it's like, dude, you're using uh, the um, liquid nitrogen. Like, you've got the Holy hole in, shit. Like, it's in so case. Should you freeze it and send it? So there is, so there is I, chilled. Be like mouth temperature. It's like chilled. You don't want it yeah. at ninety eight point seven K. No, you, you want don't. It at like so. Well, I would. Well, I would. I would expect if you're keeping it that, it's got to be like let's go right now. <laughs> yeah. Or you, then you're freezing it. There is frozen, but when if you're for the most part, you're literally overnighting it. You're, I would hope you're overnighting it to a vet, mm-hmm. and the vet gets it, and it's called chill. It's chilled in that container, that shipping container, and then mm. they warm it up. Right, Chris. They get it ready. Okay, right? mm-hmm. they get that get that nice room temperature. Mm-hmm. Pull right out there. the turkey baster. Right there, and just drop that's it in. And get that's to go. The sound of it. Get to go. All what right. is the disposition of a perfect corso? Perfect corso. Disposition. The perfect temperament disposition yeah. for a corso. Um, confident, right? Confident. And when I say confident, what I mean by that is they're able to do anything. I can take them anywhere. Um, Corsos have a thing in the breed, a well-bred dog, where at one point in their youth, when I mean from like puppyhood to like mm, about a year old, year and a half, they go through this fear stage, right? And it's not a fear stage where they're just like running around hiding under the bed, Mm -hmm. meaning you're going on your walk that you've gone on every day for the last six months and you've walked past this fire hydrant, Right. And all of a sudden, that fire hydrant just became the scariest fucking thing that they've ever seen. And they're just like, <laughs> what is that thing? Confidence will push them over that, right? Confidence will be like, well, it's kind of weird, but I'm going to walk and I'm going to stare at you. I'm going to look at you. And then after a while, they get used to it and they forget that they're scared of it and it goes away. That's what I want. I want the ability for that dog to naturally overcome things, right? Other thing is to be confident in themselves, mm-hmm. right? So Zero can walk out and he's like a silverback gorilla. I mean, when you're wielding what he's wielding, like, <laughs> you pretty much, you constantly mark the dirt, but that he doesn't phase him. doesn't phase him. So that's what we want. And that's what, and like, when our dogs come out, a dog that comes out and barks at you, right, 
because they don't know you, right? They bark yeah. at you and then they're able to stop barking at you and just be cool with you because you're cool and their owner's cool with you. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. That's a dog that has confidence, right? All the other intangibles, well, you'll, if you were to read a description of a Corso, right, it's going to say aloof. People have misconstrued what aloof means. Aloof is like you and I. Someone knocks on our door at nine o'clock at night. We're like, what the fuck? Who is that? Yeah, yeah. I'm grabbing the gun. Get, 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 you get, babe, get the shotgun. Yeah. I'm going to stand at the <laughs> door. Stand over here, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm high. You're low. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just so we know right off the bat. Okay. <laughs> Aloof is right. I don't know you. So I'm not going to feel completely comfortable with you until mm-hmm. I get to know you. It's not fear. Okay. Right. So a lot of people think like a fear-based dog, well, they're just aloof. No, no. Fear is not in that. Look at that dog. That dog should have no fear. When I walk back there, every one of those dogs um, strike me as a confident dog. Yeah. Yeah, All of them that approached me, well, they they did alpha roll me, so that's totally different. But um, they all seem to carry that confidence as they walk around that yard. None of them are, are... uh, fighting with the other or anything. They just are confident in their, their surroundings. Yeah. And Zero and comes out and he's like, I'm king dick around here. Yeah. I'm just going to stomp around, smell you, let you pet me because you're going to need to pet me. Yeah. And then I'm going to do my thing. Did he tell you where? Uh, he did. <laughs> he looked me right in the eye. I got afraid. Um, and Troy Lynn, there's a shipment coming. Um, <laughs> it may have some pantlet on it, but it's it's, it's, it's so good. So confident. Um, are they easy to train? Very. One of the easiest. So we when we sell a puppy, we send them home with a basically like how to raise a Corso novel. You give them a booklet. A booklet. My wife has done here. so much research. So she, her experience level is through the roof. There's nobody more experienced in the state of Utah than her when it comes to uh, corsos. Glad we're talking to you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. So, right. but you, well, you, I mean, your fee was only so you can only pay so much. <laughs> you get the second hand, the poop scooper, you know. Um, but but she and you know I through osmosis have have learned at least at least four percent of what she knows. Sure. So wow, that's all right. Wow. Um, yeah, roughly, I think three point eight. Probably three. I probably extended four yet. Extended you're showing four, off a little bit four. for the fans, well, right? You know. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the way you raise them plays such a big role, right? And it's no different than any other breed in the sense that if you establish boundaries, you start establishing some sort of training. I'm not talking about getting them, you know, advanced obedience training right off the bat, but you know, not letting them jump on you. Not mm-hmm. letting them pull when they walk. Just establishing things to let them know you're in charge and they're not. Right. That is a world of difference where we get some people that come back and they're just like, they're crazy. Like, they're so good when we're in the house and they're just like lie down. But then when someone comes to the door, they want to eat them. Well, have you told them that that's not okay? Like, yeah. at a certain point, have you established, can I talk to your children for a second? Right? And then I talk to their kid and their kid slaps me. I'm like, okay, I see your problem. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't also hey. exposure to different things. Like Correct. We talked about the fire hydrant. Take them out. Yeah, take them out. Get, get them exposed to different things. Take them upstairs. Take them to the mountains. Take them downtown. Take them to uh, fucking, what, what is that thing the hippies go to? The, 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 the drum the farmer's market. Oh, yeah. yeah. Drum circle too. Yeah. And you want yeah. to socialize. You want, and we recommend socialization, but to a point. Right. This isn't a lab. Right. This isn't a, a, a boxer that's jumping around, wants to meet everybody and like, you socialize them, but it's more desensitizing but, but, than yeah, it's socializing. That's better. Uh, that's right, a, yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's better. So have them around different things, different noises, Correct. different smells and sounds and stuff. I like that. And we, we start that early. Would you call it desensitizing? Desensitizing. Not socializing, desensitizing. Yeah. Because you still want a dog that's going, 
work for you. Correct. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and we started early. We play sounds, crazy sounds um, for the puppies when they're start about when their ears start opening about two and a half weeks. Um, everything from trains, gunshots, uh, kids crying, um, right. screaming, yelling, door slamming, all this stuff. You, you play it for them so they're hearing these things. And right, I don't know a hundred percent, but subconsciously they're 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 understanding that sound and so when they originally hear that real sound in real life in real time it's not shocking Mm. right and they're not freaking out all those people that are like oh my dog's afraid of fireworks there wouldn't be a dog on our property that if they were afraid of fireworks that we'd keep there's no way okay and when i say keep i wouldn't keep you if you didn't like overcome this like i would I would make you stand out there and listen to those things before you realize, look, nothing's happening to you, right? It's, You're fine. It's strange to me that uh, dogs are afraid of fireworks because it happens so regularly. So I, I don't understand how that happens. I, I Even my tiny little uh, not-man-dog Yorkies aren't afraid of the fireworks. I, I, I don't understand. I mean, it's it, it varies from dog to dog, but it's, it's just exposure, right? Exposure and that desensit- being desensitized to just noise, period. Right, and then mm. and that's okay, and I'm okay. So, do you have like a speaker out in the kennel? Are you just like so playing it out there? How do you? Yeah, yeah. So we have we have we'll, we have music. We have people talking in there. We'll have um, set up the computer next to the puppies and have them listening to random things while they're sleeping, while they're oh, wow. eating. Turn the uh, like vacuum on while they're eating. Um, <clears throat> drop things while they're eating. Shake things on a while regular basis. You do yeah. this every so, breed. And mm-hmm. since you're talking about eating, this this thought came to before. Yeah, uh, so. When a dog's eating, like disturb it. Do you, your recommendation, your your thoughts on it? Rather, do you, so you give me or I purchase a puppy from you. Mm-hmm. Do I bother it while it's eating, or let it eat, let it do its thing because that's like well, sacred to it? There's a difference between bothering it versus you're teaching it that you can take that food back at any okay. time. Okay, right? so like so, if so, I got kids, right? Correct. I got little ones, and sometimes you know I'm doing my thing, feed a dog, and then that little kid goes over there and starts eating like, the dog food. Yes, yeah. mostly child but um they pull the dog food away or they start petting the dog while it's eating like yeah so what, what do you what do you say there's two parts to this right so the first part would be one don't let your kid do that okay <laughs> okay because it is a dog and it yeah. has its own mind and even a well-trained dog can have a Lose bad have a bad mind. day right yeah, right you said have a bad night have a bad day you know have a bad night you know they can okay. whatever <laughs> They can, right? Just you think about it. You think about people, right? You have even the most well-trained, like squared-away person. You're like, whoa, that was weird. They never do that. Will yeah. Smith. Had a, you just yeah. brought up a Will Smith reference that we've yeah, been you avoiding. Did. You just did it. I yeah, didn't we, think we'd go there, but you we're did trying. it. We can talk about. We can put too. a pin in it and come back. <laughs> yeah, we, can, we, can, we can put it. But just yeah, just keep Zero's name out of your. Here. <laughs> But yes, yeah, so what what you're doing is like we I can walk up to any any dog that we own, right? Mm-hmm. And grab a, a a raw bone out of their mouth, no problem, right? Okay. The reason is is because we've established that if I come up and want something from you, you're going to let go of it. We've given you that command, right? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't recommend you trying like we don't train them with our kids. We don't say, "Hey, go grab that out of their mouth and we'll see if this works." No. Be sure. But what we're doing is we're establishing that you're going to get it back, right? Yeah, um, it's just like playing ball. So if they love that ball, right, and they uh-huh. just don't want to let go of it, and I teach him to let go, and then I throw it right away, they're learning that I'm the source of fun, not the ball. Right. right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the source of your food, not the food. Right. Yeah, the food doesn't walk over uh-huh. to you. Yeah. I bring you the food. Okay. So we're establishing that trust. We're establishing that bond. If you have that trust, you have that bond with your dog. 
they're balanced. They understand that what you're doing is not trying to kill them, right? And I say trying to kill them because you've all seen dogs react to something new, like they're being killed, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're yeah. cutting their nails. They freak out. They're shaking. They want to bite you. It's like they think they're being killed, right? Yeah. They're not. They just haven't been exposed to it and they haven't been desensitized to it. Okay. So when you say like, oh, if your kid was to go over there and touch the food, right? If you've done that work, the dog should react correctly, right? Okay. And then you correct the kid. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't do true. that. Fair enough. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's not your food. That's his. He's eating. Leave him alone. Mm-hmm. Right? And there's other ways that we establish with people on how to do it is... You have to also let that dog know that if, like, they're in their crate, that's their time. That's their place. Yeah. You don't go in that crate. That's their home. That's their place. You know, safe, that's oh. their safe their safe place. The most, mm-hmm. the most uh, important things I've, I think that I teach my dogs is uh, stay, stop, and drop it. I, I teach them because those things can save their lives. You know what I mean? Stay here. Stop what you're doing or drop whatever you're eating. Mm-hmm. I, I teach my dogs those those things. I, why did I just say that like Charles Barkley? You know how Charles Barkley says things three times in a row? I yeah. just did that. God yeah. damn it. He must say be childish. Drunk. What type of person is this dog for? Because I, Gilbert Godfrey, you know who that is, mm-hmm. right? Yes, I do. King Corso? No. Well, he uh, might want a cane, but does he want a Connie? Corso? God damn it. Connie. Corso. He's not. He's going to get a Dobson or a Collie. Well, no, not necessarily. Because here's the thing: when people always ask me all the time, and we get messages all the time asking, "Is a Corso the right breed for us?" And so I would tell them, "The Corso is a utility breed, and it might not be listed as a utility breed, hmm. but I categorize it as utility because they can do anything. We have dogs from our breedings that are doing work in a hospice." Right, okay. people are dying. Wow. Old folks are dying. So like Air, service dogs, service work, veterans. We have several veterans, combat veterans that use our dogs for service dogs. We've got people that have used our dog for tracking, shed hunting. Um, I want one of those. I want every, Zero to be a therapy dog and go on an airplane. You know what, assholes? <laughs> yeah, he's my therapy dog. Yeah, don't get out judge. of my way. Don't judge. Quit. <laughs> and his eyes are up here. Okay, so just. <laughs> but yeah, they can do anything, and so. It all depends on really the amount of work you're willing to put in. So the dog, it's not the dog itself. It's the person with the work. Correct. Because my, my thing has been, like, I, I know dogs, not to your extent, but uh, sure. I'm, I'm pretty confident with dogs yeah. in, in terms of training them. But if you have somebody that's not that, yeah, and, and that's where there's you, the work. Yeah, and that's where you have to establish is, look, it's not a lab, right? It's not mm-hmm. like this dog that's just going to love everybody. It's not. It's a dog. It's a. It is a dog that has a protective nature, mm-hmm. and it's a working dog. Now, work. That's relative to what you're gonna. What kind of work you're gonna put sure. it into. Mm. So, if you're keeping the dog engaged, you're raising it correctly. You're establishing boundaries. You train the dog, right? You crate train the dog. You put discipline in the dog's life. There's a lot more freedom you will have with your dog and what you can do with it, mm. right? Whereas opposed to if you just let it go crazy and don't do anything. Well, with any dog, you're, that's going to be a terrible life. You're not going to be happy, and the dog's not going to be happy. You've talked several times about crate training. Mm-hmm. Is is that something that's like a din for a dog? Oh, is yeah. that the wolf aspect of it, where yeah. this is my home, nobody else goes in here, mm-hmm. 
what's in here is what I want in here. You know, the bedding and whatever toys I take in. That's my space. You you highly recommend that. Yeah, I mean, I recommend that for dogs, kids. Like it's, you know, it's it's pretty <laughs> wife. Yeah. yeah, no, but if you think about it, you, you everyone. So we have a thing at our house, right? For our kids, we call it quiet time, and we have our kids go into their rooms and they can spend two hours or whatever, an hour or whatever, in that room, and they are it's their time to read books, mm-hmm. play with their toys, do whatever. Mom and dad can work doing their thing out here or in the backyard or what have you. The same thing with a, a crate, right? The dog goes in there and knows, I can sleep, I can chew on a bone, I can eat my food. We feed in the crates because we want them to feel that this is theirs. I've, he- I've heard um, a lot of people won't feed in there because they want, well, this is your feeding place that you're sleeping or personal space. Do you see a difference, a preference, or, or? Well, they're slowed. You know, they're slowed dogs and they're slowed humans. Mm-hmm. I think the slowed human would put food out randomly, and then they're the same person that would complain. Well, their food gets everywhere when I feed mm-hmm. them. We're like, well, feed them in the crate, and it'll just go in the crate. Yeah, you can. Um, and I mean, that is a preference, but it, it just establishes more of that denning instinct. Okay, when you feed them in, yeah, there. yeah, and it's less of a chance for a younger dog to, you know, take a crap or piss in their kennel because. They don't want to piss or you know, take a shit yeah, where they the eat. Food, yeah, yeah. So it's easy to house train and stuff like Correct. that. Correct. What's, ah. what's the lifespan of this dog? So on average, about 10 to 12 years. Damn, uh, there's that's been, the shitty part about so, that. Why do they live like fucking tortoises <laughs> or parrots? You know what I mean? Because then, cause then generations that. have to take care of them. Just live as that, long man. as me. Yeah, Yeah. right. Yeah, when I die, you die. That would be good. That actually uh, would be that'd be good. It wouldn't be so good for breeding because I think the establish, you'd have a lot of you wouldn't yeah, need to fewer. breed very often. Yeah. Yeah. Like every, yeah. But, um, yeah, 10 to 12 years, there's been some that have lived up to 15. Um, but for a large breed dog, it's pretty good. It's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty solid. Yeah. 10 to 12. 10 yeah. to 12 years on, on average. And do, have you had repeat customers? All the time. Really? All the time. Constantly. I would say the, a good majority of our puppies are sold through repeat. We've got people that have the the largest amount of dogs that someone has right now currently is in there within their family four i think five that's five. something about it, this yeah this five. yeah would it be better to have more than one then of, of, of like uh i kind of same breed yeah it all depends on like kind of your you know living situation sure. if you have the room or you have the ability mm-hmm. and the like i said putting in the work sure do they yeah. do better alone or do they do better with a companion or does it even matter really i guess it depends so on how they're brought up they they a corso is a dog that loves you right they mm-hmm. are a working breed but they work for you whereas like mm-hmm. a malinois a dutch shepherd loves the work right so i can hand over any working malinois i could probably hand him over to somebody and said okay here's his leash right uh-huh. give him the command he'll do it right I can hand over one of my dogs, and they're going to look at you like, I'm not going to do it. Fuck you, asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Chase at? Yeah. 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 I yeah. don't care that you have candy. I'm not taking it. Have you sold any famous people? Yeah. Yeah. Some pretty famous people. Not Suge Knight. No. <laughs> he tried. He showed up. He showed up one day. He was wearing all red. I'm like, I like red. Do you like red? Where are you from? And he's like, what? And then he left. I was like, "But a bitch, dude. You can't no shit. I'm just kidding. Oh, all right. I I'm was kidding. eating it. No. Um, no, so we've we we Michael kinda... Vick. You sold to Michael Vick? No. Right. Yes. Yeah, so DMX. <laughs> Those dogs. Who'd you sell to? I'll, I'll Michael stop. Vick, Robert Blake. Um, <laughs> Dog was in a pool. I thought he could you know, swim. I think it was Clinton. No, we didn't send. No, so we've there's actually a lot of breeders that they, they'll post on social media all the time, right? I sold to 
Bill Jones, and he plays for the Seattle Seahawks. He's the third string left tackle. Right? Okay. And I'm like, I don't give two shits that you sold mm-hmm. to them, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason why is because you're playing a game, and that that's all it is to me, right? You're, you're just playing a game. That's cool. That doesn't you're not you're not one of those like world changers. So what we did was, um, we kind of like sought out to sell to veterans and combat veterans. Um, not necessarily sell them. We give them quite a large discount. And the guys that, and we promote that. Wait, like we, wait, wait, wait. We have veterans to listen to the show. What type yeah. of discount do you uh-huh. give? So we offer them $500 off. $500 off to $200 you're charging me. So they get, you pay them $300 yeah. to get the yeah. dog. Is that what Absolutely. <laughs> So we, so we give the, we give them an initial. He didn't even answer. He yeah, just kept yeah, talking. Yeah. Don't, be, don't be messing with my money. Um, no, we so we we give them which it's a small token that we we give to them um, because to us they are. I want my kids to look at them as a celebrity. Absolutely. Um, more so than someone that's just, you know, chucking a ball or kicking a ball or anything like that. Cause I mean, I'm not taking away from them, right? There's some amazing athletes and I've, there's, you know, growing up, you all, we have these idols that are like playing sports right. and all that stuff. Right. But, um, we definitely, uh, we, we promote the, the veteran, the combat veteran mm-hmm. way more. Um, and we've had some pretty cool guys, like awesome, really like a tip of the spear type guys, come to our home and get pups from us and fall in love with the breed. And to us, that is means more than, you know, some football player, baseball player, anything like that. You know. Mm. So why, why, why do you do this? Why do you breed dogs? Well, couple, and I think you answered earlier with the integrity of the dog, sure. but I, I want to know next. It's like, do you have a, do you have a, uh, a mantra, a, uh, uh, what is the fucking word I'm looking for? A business code. God damn it. would help me. What's the word I'm looking for? The phrase. Yeah. Um, he just left me standing there, like a not a slogan. I think like a like like a vision statement, a vision like statement kind of like thing. Thank like you, that. Chase. You suck, Wade. <laughs> hey, look, some of some of us have to keep this other side of this thing running. So, <laughs> what is, what is that for you in terms uh, of this? So the Olympic, Olympia, Olympian, 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 Conic, Olympian okay. Conic Corso. Um, so, I would say the reason we do it: one, we love the breed, right? We absolutely love the breed. Um. In our opinion, right, and everyone's biased when they have a certain breed, but it's the it's the greatest dog that you can get. There's no more loyal breed than a Corso. People say that about pit bulls. People say that about Aerodels. People say that about Chows. That's true. That's people true. say that about all that. That's true. But people also say the Dallas Cowboys will win the Super Bowl soon, and they have <laughs> That is so, true. They say that so every I year. Think, I think every that year. there's some truth to what I'm saying. Okay. Um, <laughs> they, will, they're, they're, they will defend and protect your family. To the best of their ability. And I know we talked about it earlier, like there's trained and untrained, right? There's dogs that you've trained in protection mm-hmm. work. There's ones that you haven't. But they will do everything they know how to do instinctually to protect your family. I, my kids and my wife are, I, you're, if you come into my home and you weren't invited, I, feel, I automatically feel sorry for you. That's my first feeling. You pity the fool. Pretty much, <laughs> right? Pretty much. Because you better hope that the gun's pulled out. Mm. Because the guns and it, like, that's just there, right? Mm-hmm. That dog's gonna whoop you good, and, and it's gonna keep on going. They are so loyal. Like my wife can't go anywhere without our dogs following her. They follow her everywhere. I have a video on um, our Instagram page, which is at Utah Connie Corso. Okay, um, and I'll give a preface real quick. We we put our Instagram page as Utah Connie Corso, so that it's easier for those that want a Corso to find us, right? So if you Google 
Corso, Connie Corso, Utah, you'll go to our Instagram page, but our kennel name is Olympian. Okay. But um, that being said, I have a video. We have several videos on our um, Instagram page, but one of them is Zero following my oldest oh, daughter around shit. when she was two years old. We didn't train him to do this. We didn't like say, you know, follow or anything like that. But she's at the park and I'm just filming and she's getting further and further away. He's walking right there with her. She stops. He stops. And that right there is one of the best representations that anybody can see of what a Corso does. Right. And they've all about these stories. I had that dog growing up. Right. And there's always an exception to the rule. But in general, a well-bred Cane Corso is the most loyal dog you will ever own. You will never go to a different breed. You will not. If you get a well-bred Corso, and I say well-bred and I emphasize that, right? Because there's a lot of shit out there. You could click on KSL right now and there's funky looking dogs, Corso this. And like, well, they're not papered, but they're this, that. And, and I'm not a big paper guy. I'm not a big like pedigree guy. It's got to be this, got to be that. But what I am is if you put in your time and you, you're breeding quality dogs that represent the breed to the best that you can, uh-huh. Then I'll respect you, but when you're just throwing out crap, no, like that's that's not a Corso. Okay, that kind of looks like it, but right, it's not a, it's no, it's not what, a real one. What no. do you do with the puppies that don't sell? <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Is that really right? don't sell? You're real. Um, so are we, you backlogged? <laughs> you, you, we don't keep a waiting list, so we we don't. I don't need. We don't need our egos boosted by keeping a waiting list, right? A lot of people will like. We got a waiting list. All this like it's like ten miles long. I don't. I don't need that. Right, we breed because what we want to produce is going to be better than the next. Right, we want it to be better each and every time we breed, and we don't always know what we're going to get when it comes to like how many are going to be in there. Is it going to be males, females? Who knows? Like you could get a whole litter of females. Right? Has that happened? That uh, we we've never had a, a litter of just one sex. Right? We've had we've always predominant. You've had predominant. We've had predominant. Right? Uh-huh. We've like. Um, like we've had a litter of twelve, where it was ten males and two females. Okay, uh, Shira, her litter. She was one of two females in the litter. Mm. But we we very rarely have a problem uh, placing our pups. We don't we don't have a problem. Like I said, we turn more people away um, if we wanted to. If it was all about the money, man, I I, I could hire you. Could just sit out in the backyard, jacking zero off all day long. And I got I got big hands. They they're soft, but they're, they're, they're rugged. <laughs> but he likes they a little, get the job. He gets some edges. He likes a little edge. Okay, he's a little freaky yeah. that way. Um, but yeah, we we could do that. We could just sit there. We ha- we have that ability, but we don't because we don't want to screw the integrity of the breed up. We don't right. want to just trash it. And this isn't a commodity for us. This isn't like we're selling T-shirts or you know we're doing. The, we're selling what we hope people get the same experience we do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For the love of the breed. The love of the breed, the greatest dog you'll ever have. The greatest dog your kids will ever have. And when they grow up, they're like, man, I hope those, I hope Chase and Tanya are still breeding when I, you know, older. Cause that's the dog I want. Yeah. We want that. We want you to come back. We want people, when people come back and, and we'll, we even, we discount it when you buy, you know, a, another puppy from us. Most places won't do that. Right, most places are going to be like, oh, it's the same, right? Because yeah. they don't care. They just they just see dollar, dollar signs. signs, right? They're just seeing money. And what they don't, what a lot of people don't know is, we put a lot, right? I mean, we've we put a lot into our dogs, a ton. What do you feed them? I see these things on Instagram where people are feeding like uh, fish heads and, and fucking cow livers and and, <laughs> and olive oil. No, right, it makes up this. Thing. I can't afford that. Although recently, Chase, I went vegetarian, like some sort of Nancy skirt. Don't change your face on me. I feel good. I just can't walk up a flight of stairs without assistance. Um, 
<laughs> He's been banned from crossing streets oh, alone. Man. Wow. Wow. I've craved a cheeseburger, but it makes me sick at the same time. Anyway, what are you feeding these dogs? Do you just feed them grain food? Or the, the regular no, so what we feed, so we used to feed all raw, um, but it takes its toll on you because it's like having a butcher shop in your yeah. house. Mm-hmm. So um, you fed them raw, like snippets, snick meat. Yeah, so a, 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 a carnivore, a carnivore diet for a for a dog, right? Is that's a. It's a term I think most people don't understand. They actually, there's other things they need than just meat, right? Okay. Just that muscle meat, right? So they need their organs, right? They need their nutrients. They need all their, you know, oils and things like that. But when you have a multitude of dogs, right, it, it takes its toll on your kitchen and Absolutely. on your, your pocketbook. So mm-hmm. what we, we feed right now is uh, we vary the... Um, and you don't have to give a straight up plug for whoever unless no, 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 you're, no. Unless you're sponsoring ask, you. People ask all the time. No, no, no. So okay. No, we don't. Um, Victor, we use uh, Victor dog food is what we use a Where lot. Where do you get that? Uh, Chewy.com. Oh, they, that's like Chewy stuff. Yeah, it's good. Um, but Victor's been pr- a very solid food for us. Um, but we also still do raw. We do um, raw meaty bones. Um, we go down to the butcher shop and buy huge packs of raw bones that they discard. I remember when that shit used to be free. They used to give you that shit, those motherfuckers. We, we actually, <laughs> so there was a, it's no longer there. It's now changed its name. They sold out. But it used to be called Carson Meats and Years ago, I went down there, and it was just this little box of a butcher shop. And, mm-hmm. and then when I met my wife, we were, I was like, "Yeah, I know this place," and we get off, you know, meat and all this stuff. And I was like, "Yeah, let's go." And we were, Tanya's a vegetarian, also. Hey, she's digging through the bins, these meat bins, pulling out deer bones, elk bones, cow bones, all this stuff. And yeah, our dogs love it, and we give it to them. And it's a good supplementation, mm-hmm. and it's a good way to clean teeth and uh, strengthen head muscles, clean the dog out. Like it's a good. It's solid, but we, we, so we mix kibble, um, raw kind of in there in between, Mm. um, with puppies, we, um, do the same thing. We introduce them. We, we basically want them, our dogs to not be that typical dog where people are like, Oh, they ate something they're not used to. Their tum tum hurts. Yeah. Right. Uh, right. They're shitting all over the house. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, Mm. what? No. Wait, do you think a wolf looks at a deer and goes, Oh, that deer looks like he's from the South. I'm not going to eat him. (laughs) I only eat Northern deers. Right. 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 No, no. Eat the damn deer. Like, you you should have an establishment of, you know, gut flora where you're able to handle, you know, different things. But I'm Mm -hmm. not not saying, like, every night we're like, no, you're eating beef. No, today you're eating sushi. No, it's not like that. But we vary it on flavors just to keep them... Um, their stomachs healthy and strong. And, yeah. You know. mm. I like where you had that. I ran into some people. I was coming out of PetSmart the other day, and they had a husky puppy. Full husky mm. puppy. I know dogs. On purpose? They, 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 on purpose. they had a husky puppy. They bought it on purpose. And I bent down. I said, can I pet your dog? And they go, yeah. And the lady goes, um, her mother and father are both huskies. I wanted to pick that puppy up and slap her in the face with it. No shit, both of them are huskies <laughs> because I'm petting a fucking husky, man. You know, shout out to Bruce Willis. Um, Godspeed to you, Bruce, because um, you raised me, Wood, and you, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Die Hard, 1, 2, yep. 3, yep. 9, 12. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Any other movie he's been in? Even when he did, uh, what's the one he did with the old people? Uh. Uh, the, 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 the fucking the retired people, him, um, John Malkovich, and the, the lady. Oh. Red Notice? Nope. That's uh, I know the they were like secret agents. Yeah, secret, you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Just Red? 
No, red. I red. think it's red. It's just retired, red. Yeah. Yeah. Um, red, and then red endangered yeah. something. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, great movies, man. Yeah. I feel bad for Bruce Willis. He has a compound in Idaho, so hopefully he listens to this and he comes down here and gets a puppy for. Yeah. I don't know what, what are you selling for two seventy five two two hundred and thirty dollars. What, what is <laughs> all, all that companion price? Yeah. Wait, you're talking about 30, Bruce Willis thirty two hundred. Oh, I got my numbers screwed yeah. up. Okay, yeah, about Bruce. Yeah. It's more like five. You know, so shout out to you, Chase. I wish we could have your wife on, um, in terms of the the training aspect of it, but um. You know, here you are, and she didn't want to deal with assholes. And Pretty I can much. respect yeah, that. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. It makes a whole yeah. lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What, is that what you're saying? That is what I'm saying. Chase, is that what you're saying over there? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes, yes, you got it. Every now and again. Guys, um, hopefully, for those of you that stuck around live and watched this, I appreciate you hanging around, um, throwing in your uh, comments. I will let Keith read those at a later time uh, because, well, that's just what it is. And um, you know where our sponsors are, but most importantly today, uh, go over and check out Utah Kane Corso. Did I get it right? Yeah. yeah. On Instagram. And then their kennel is Olympian. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and is that linked through Instagram? How do, how do they yeah, get so to that? Yeah, so we have, I, on my inst- on our Instagram, we've got uh, our Olympian page. So it's okay. uh, OlympianConeCorso.com. Okay. Um, and then we have our other uh, business, which is uh, TLC Canine Coaching. Dot com, which is that, my, that's the dog training stuff. Yeah, that's my wife's uh, dog that's training right. business. And train a dog to help me rob people. Oh like, yeah, yeah. Anything, anything, help me anything. Hold, like DMX used to do. He had a pit bull that would help him rob people. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can do oh, that. Yeah, right. constant. I mean, it's there's little, yeah. little extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, little extra. Yeah, I get so. You. Go over there to the Instagrams and check out the other links. Uh, if you got a dog that needs some help, needs some training, you know, hit them up. See what they can do for you. Uh, if it's right. Uh, do it. I'm going to cut you off again, Ward, because I know you're about ready to wrap yep, it off. Yep. But I got to tell you, these are some of the most. When we came up to his, uh, what, what do you call it, facility compound, uh, yeah. and I heard those dogs barking. I looked over the fence, and literally, I was like, got the chills. <laughs> Beautiful dog. I, 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 there's are. a question I want to ask you. In terms of trimming them and the docking, oh, hey, I'm hey, gonna hey, ask get your it. thing off the button. No, 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 no. I was going to ask this, and I'm glad you brought it up. Here's the encore. Yeah. Do you dock their ears and tails? Like me personally, or do we have them docked? Okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah, so we, we dock tails at three days old. Three days? Yeah, three days old. Oh, okay. Um, kind of like a circumcision. You know, they don't mm. remember it. Right, okay. Right? But no, we dock tails. Um, it's traditional that you dock the tail. Yeah, the you don't dock the whole thing. It's not like Adobe. No, well, it's at the fourth vertebrae um, of, the, of the tail, okay. is, is on average. It all depends. Sometimes, um, depending on the vet, right? It depends on where they, where they dock, but the fourth vertebrae, and you saw they're pretty uniform right. at their length, mm-hmm. but it's traditional to cut them. Um, it's also a thing of, you don't want to get hit with a baseball bat and that's what their tail would probably be if it was, if we sure. kept them, um, we do crop the ears. Um, but we do have clients that don't want to crop the ears. Um, a lot of, some people like whatever reason they have, that's their reason. Um, we crop the ears one. It just looks better. Okay. But two, it's healthier. So I, I'd reverse it that. Keeps, I go healthier than looked better. I would, I would agree. Yeah, because I, it, keeps, it keeps stuff out of the ears. Well, right? it like, keeps, like it, keeps it constantly over. dry. Right. Yeah. right. Air is yeah. constantly flowing yes. through there. Where as opposed to a so, floppy-eared dog, right, moisture can get so trapped So it can't get the air. infections and yeah. the bugs and Which has always shit. been weird to me with a Rottweiler versus a Doberman. Same dog. It's a steroid cousin. And his ears aren't cropped, but the Doberman's ears are cropped. And yeah. it's kind of yeah. the same dog. AKC standard. You guys aren't AKC registered because what? No, we are AKC registered. I, how come I never see him on the fucking dog show when I'm laying on the couch sick watching the dog show for two days straight? So the Corso, the Corso's uh, been recognized by AKC for several years now. Um, and 
it's just not, it, I, I'm kind of glad that it hasn't taken off to where they've gained in, pop, in popularity quite a bit in the past 20 years. Hence the price of 230, no, yeah. 3200. 3, oh, I thought you said 300. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Go I ahead. Like, I, I, I hear things weird. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, they, uh, we're, it's, it's better for a breed if they haven't gained super popularity, right? Because watered down. Yeah, yeah. It gets watered down. I mean, you look at the German shepherd and you look at, the English Bulldog. I mean, I could sit here and list every, pretty much every line. breed. Every breed. Standard poodles. Look that, at those things. Actually, you know, mm-hmm. aside from their temperament, they're structurally pretty much pretty much the same. But the temperament but, is something. The temperament is way different. But right? they, uh, it used to be but, a but very. They're adding all the goldens and the labbers to <laughs> yeah. the. It used doodles. to be. They used to be Damn super working doodles. dogs. Yeah, used to be what? They used to be super working dogs. Yeah. Like a poodle. Yeah. yeah. Right. It used. I mean, it used yeah. to be a solid yeah. working dog. Now, no, it's not, and and that's probably more. You, you can kind of see what how society is is a lot how dogs are. Oh boy, right? Mm-hmm. If it's a softer society, here we get are. a lot of softer dogs. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. You can put them in a purse, and that's a problem, in my yeah. opinion. Right? But yeah. that's me. Some people like they don't care. They don't. They they don't look at life where, um, in in terms of preparedness. Right? I look mm-hmm. at my life as in terms of being prepared for a lot of things, right? Protection, financial, all those kind of things where I look at my dogs the same way. What are you doing for me? Right? Okay. So what I hear with that statement right there is this a, a German or a Yugoslavian word. You could have said well, we were out there and it would have ate all of us. No. Those dogs would have fucking jumped on us. It would have been Italian. It would have been Italian. <laughs> Pay, been attention, Italian. Pay attention. <laughs> it would have been Italian. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's how we that's how we see our dogs, and we mm. we expect we expect a lot from our dogs, but we give our dogs a lot. So we that's the way we look at our breed, and we think the breed should be continued to be bred mm-hmm. as a working dog. Well, how come they're not on the American Kennel Club um, show? They are. They are. I, but no, they're not because I've never. They're not on TV. Oh, they're no, not because Keith said they're what not. What you're doing is watching the end. You need to watch the whole thing, I right? The motherfucker's three and a half hours long. I've well, watched it. Yeah, they're on there? Yeah, okay. Long. How long have they been on there? How long have they been registered at AKC? Uh, so they've been... I, I Don't quote me on the exact year, but it's upwards of 20 years now that they've been recognized. Really? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Put your finger back on the button, Wood. Are you okay with... Yeah. I mean, I, we I, can get, no, no. I, if so, I come up with something, I'll fucking bring it up. I know you will. So... <laughs> Anyway, thanks, guys, for joining the Keith Show. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, go check him out on his Instagram. Um, if you, like, I, like I was saying before, if you have need um, for some uh, canine training, some help, hit him up. You know, let him know. And I'm sure if they uh, won't bring the dog in, they'll at least give you some tips and pointers. Um, and uh, let's, uh, let's help the Cane Corso breed out here in Utah. The best one. In Utah, of course, we'd have the best only Absolutely. on this show. Absolutely. It just makes sense that way. Yeah. And uh, with that, guys, uh, Chase and Keith, i got to tell you two gentlemen, today has been nothing short of a pleasure. Bow, wow, wow, yippee, oh, yippee, yay, we out. dogs.
Business dog.